Welcome to The Road to Rural Prosperity, featuring stories about rural Oklahoma and rural America. Guiding us on the journey today is our host, Ron Hayes. Well, thank you, Billy, and welcome back to yet another edition of The Road to Rural Prosperity. My name is Ron Hayes, and I am very happy that you've joined us today, and I'm delighted to have a chance to sit down once again with our friend Steve Thompson, Senior Director of Public Policy for Oklahoma Farm Bureau, to talk about several things leading up to the November general elections. Most notably, Farm Bureau, one of the organizations in the state that has voted to go out against State Question 805. We explore that with Steve today. We talk about some of the other election uh, decisions to be made uh, come November 3rd. And we talk about Farm Bureau and the fact that it's a new world for them because their convention at the state level here in 2020 will be virtual. Not quite sure what's going to happen about the American Farm Bureau convention come early 2021. They're getting ready for that as well. And oh, by the way, Steve, over his years working for the Department of Agriculture, AFR, and then Farm Bureau, has had the chance to travel all over the state. And we had to ask him about his favorite food stops all across Oklahoma. He gives us three to consider a little bit later on. We'll get into all of that today with Steve. We're powered today by the Oklahoma Public School Resource Center. And we're back with Steve Thompson talking State Question 805 and more in just a few moments. Headquartered in Oklahoma City, the Oklahoma Public School Resource Center envisions a quality public education for every child in Oklahoma. And their mission is to drive transformation and increased academic achievement within Oklahoma's public education system. The Resource Center is a nonprofit organization that provides essential resources, professional development, and technical assistance to the state's public schools. They advocate for high-quality instruction for all Oklahoma students and support increasing classroom innovation to provide them a challenging, globally competitive education. With communities from border to border, Bank First lenders understand the needs of today's agricultural market. Whether you need to purchase land, equipment, or livestock, or maybe need an operating line of credit, call on Bank First. They are a certified lender with the Farm Service Agency and can help with specialized financing when other banks can't. Bank First is proud to serve the needs of the Sooner State's agricultural market. Bank First is loyal to Oklahoma and you. Member FDIC, loan subject to approved credit. Well, howdy, neighbors, and uh, welcome to another Road to Rural Prosperity. I'm Ron Hayes. Thank you for being along with us today. I'm really happy to be uh, inside the state headquarters of the Oklahoma Farm Bureau today, where I can, can kind of peep out and see the state capitol. And with us today uh, is their uh, their head of their uh, legislative affairs, their public policy division, Steve Thompson. Steve, thank you for being with us today. Thanks for coming by, Ron. We're sure proud to have you here and uh, glad to have this chance to visit with you. Let, let's talk a little bit about several things. One thing that uh, uh, the your board is, uh, has done uh, in, in recent days, you've uh, made, actually established a position on one of the state questions that will be coming up uh, in the November general election. Tell, tell me about uh, the, uh, I guess, a little bit of heartburn that, uh, that uh, your group and a lot of groups have felt regarding state question 805. Yes, sir. Our board met in September, and uh, we, we presented uh, a lot of current issues to them. And 
one of the things that they took official action was to uh, to to formally oppose uh, the the proposed state question eight hundred five that will appear on the general election ballot November third. Their concern, really, from an agricultural and rural landowner standpoint, had to do with with uh, crimes uh, such as cattle theft, equipment, uh, other things on your property, types of burglary that. Uh, we we all too often see repeat offenders, mm-hmm. and 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 what state question eight hundred five would do would take away the opportunity to have enhanced sentences for folks who who commit those crimes and are convicted multiple times. Uh, if if I got caught stealing your cattle five times, uh, all five times, I would have to be treated by the courts as if it was my first offense. So, so that was. Our, Doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? It, it really doesn't, and and we think that the, that the the organizers of this really kind of missed the mark in the way they constructed it. I'm certain that there's some good intentions and probably some aspects of it in there that that would accomplish a reasonable purpose, but it was constructed in in such a way that that caught a wide variety of offenses that, uh, frankly, our membership had established policy uh, that, that would seek stricter penalties for those folks that, that commit those kind of crimes, the, uh, the, the arson, uh, the, the theft, like I said, both livestock, equipment, uh, timber in southeastern Oklahoma, a number of, of things that, that our members, that landowners, that ag producers across the state have, have had to deal with uh, way too often, frequently. And a lot of times you see the, the same folks again and again and again. And this, this would really be a, a way to, uh, to, to weaken the punishment for those that, that commit those crimes. And th- there's, there's a number of other issues that affect, but from a Farm Bureau perspective, that, that's the aspect that, that we were the most concerned about. I guess what this, they're, they're kind of calling this what, a justice reform or, or judicial reform measure, right? Yeah, it, it's, uh, I, I think, you know, the sort of the popular tagline is that it's, it's further criminal justice reform. You know, there, there's uh, a, a movement to, to, you know, kind of rectify the, the criminal justice system in Oklahoma and other states. And, and we have so many budgetary pressures in Oklahoma, as we all know, that the, the cost of incarcerating folks is, is incredibly high. Uh, and, and that's one of the talking points you'll hear is, oh, this is going to save, save the state a lot of money. Well, uh, when we start talking about the cost, I, I, w- I would encourage you to talk to somebody who has been a victim of one of these crimes and talk mm-hmm. about the cost to them and, and, and how dangerous that was and, and how much trouble that has. If someone has, 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 has broke into your home, has, has taken your possessions, I, I think that – I think, you know, if, if you've been a victim of something like that, I think uh, – I think you'd, you'd realize that some some ideas that, that sound good uh, when when you only hear part of the story become <laughs> quite uh, quite 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 a problem when you look at it a little deeper. And uh, of course, uh, we're talking about uh, this would be established uh, as a part of the Constitution if, if if it was passed. That's correct, and and that's that's another major problem with the way that this this initiative was constructed is it uh, it cements this new language in the state constitution, which could only be further uh, amended by another vote of the people, and uh, it really ties the hand of our state legislature to keep up with the world around us to address issues as they come along. That The, the, the state would, would not be allowed to classify anything else as a violent felony uh, beyond what was already categorized on January 1st of this year. So that, uh, the, that it's just really not good government to, to lock something like this into the Constitution uh, basically forever uh, is is really an end around on on our democratic process at the state capitol and and we think it's a 
it's a really short-sighted way to try to tackle uh, a, a very specific problem with a scattershot approach. Might uh, you know stay with the uh, uh, ballot uh, for for a moment. Obviously, we've got uh, it'll be could pretty lengthy ballot for a lot of folks. You've got local races, you'll have state races, you'll have obviously federal races, and what several two, at least two or three uh, state questions as well. Yeah, this is this is a busy uh, a busy ballot, busy election year. You could have everything from. Uh, from from your from your little your little town all the way up to the the United States of America, and we we've been very engaged in that process through our uh, through our uh, political action committee, and have uh, financially supported a, a number of uh, uh, state house and senate candidates. And and what what's new for Farm Bureau this year was our uh, federal arm of our political action committee that uh, hasn't uh, hasn't been around long enough to get funding in it yet, but. Uh, we're able to make some official endorsements in some of the congressional and the United States Senate race there. And uh, one of the ones that we're uh, most interested in, I think really probably most of the folks around the state are interested in watching, is the 5th Congressional District uh, race between Congresswoman Kendra Horn and State Senator Stephanie Bice. And I think uh, uh, that's, uh, that's a very close race, has major implications mm-hmm. um, uh, all over the state and really all over the country. And and our, uh, our our new federal um, PAC uh, took action to endorse uh, Senator Bice in that race, so we're uh, we're very excited um, to to see how she progresses and and to watch that. And there's there's another as you mentioned another state question state question eight fourteen that would uh, reconfigure how much money uh, is deposited into the Tobacco Settlement Endowment Trust, and uh, we've taken a position in support of that uh, that would redirect a larger chunk of that money that comes in every year from the tobacco companies. Uh, into the state budget to help pay, help offset the cost of Medicaid expansion. Uh, as, as we talk about a lot throughout this conversation, how, how, how big of a budget hole we look like we're going to have next year, mm-hmm. that was one small way that, that we felt like uh, we, could, we could help figure out how to pay for that, that as you will call the voters approved back in June of, of this year, and we're going to have to figure out a way to uh, pay for the state's portion of that. So uh, there, there are a lot of really important issues uh, going to be on your ballot. Like I said, we, we have everything from uh, uh, the, the city council all the way through counties, state, and, 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 and federal government. So uh, we, we would encourage everybody to take a look at that. And uh, if you have any questions, uh, uh, please let us know, and we'd be happy to try to try to help you. Of course, the, uh, the key is, is for uh, rural America to show up and, and vote. That's one of the things that I feel really proud uh, about. While we've talked about for a number of years, uh, ag organizations, uh, rural folks, how we have to step up and be a part of the process at, at a higher level. We, we have to really fight hard because there's fewer of us. Uh, we, we, we're getting outnumbered by our urban cousins. And uh, we, we've shown that we can do that. We can, we can have a major impact. Um, we, we'll point you back a couple of years to the last gubernatorial election that Rural Oklahoma really carried the day with that. So uh, I think that that's the, the number one thing is, is you know, we uh, speaking at a Farm Bureau County meeting last week and apprising them of some of the actions the board took and, and, and made sure that, you know, that we, we certainly don't want to tell you how to vote, but we want to make sure that we educate you the best you can. And then, then it, it, it's really uh, important for you to take that step, make up your own mind and, and participate in the process because, uh, there's just so few of us that that's uh, that's critically important that we step up, whether it was filling out your census this year. And that's uh, that's about to be in the rearview mirror. But we really need everybody on November 3rd, however possible, to participate. And you, know, you mentioned the census, obviously, got till the end of the month to uh, actually uh, go ahead and register. For some reason, you haven't done so already. That's right. Uh, we, 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 we're approaching a very high per- percentage response rate in there. But 
whether it's uh, one person or ten uh, in, in your area, in your community, in your family, uh, that is that's significantly important financially. We talk about um, budget, budget, budget. That that for the state government, whether tax implications or others, uh, we're talking you know the better part of two thousand dollars per per head per household that uh, the census rate impacts greatly that comes in from the federal government. We've, we've never experienced a year before really in American history uh, of how many dollars from the federal government has, has flowed back to the states and the communities. And so a lot of the amounts that we receive for that on almost every program is directly tied to how many people we had recorded in the census. And there's still an opportunity there, and there's a number of ways to participate in that, whether it's uh, through, through the paper forms or online and uh there, there there's really nothing uh, more important that you can do um before halloween i think mm-hmm. that's that's the cutoff date the last of this month there's really nothing more important you could do for your family or your community is to fill out that census a, a nice treat for the state of oklahoma and for for government uh as far as the uh, amount of money that will come back for those those uh, services that are important to us absolutely yeah. absolutely Alrighty, talking today with Steve Thompson with Oklahoma Farm Bureau, and we're going to continue down the road to rural prosperity with Steve here in just a few moments. Headquartered in Oklahoma City, the Oklahoma Public School Resource Center envisions a quality public education for every child in Oklahoma, and their mission is to drive transformation and increased academic achievement within Oklahoma's public education system. The Resource Center is a nonprofit organization that provides essential resources, professional development, and technical assistance to the state's public schools. They advocate for high-quality instruction for all Oklahoma students and support increasing classroom innovation to provide them a challenging, globally competitive education. The Oklahoma Rural Water Association. They've been representing water and wastewater systems across Oklahoma since 1970. The Oklahoma Rural Water Association was formed to enhance the quality of life in rural Oklahoma through the development and delivery of services and programs for the benefit of ORWA members and the rural people they serve. Well, welcome back, and uh, we're along the road to rural prosperity today with Steve Thompson from uh, from Oklahoma Farm Bureau. Steve, you you've kind of had an interesting kind of career. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Steve for a minute before we talk about some of the other Farm Bureau stuff. Uh, you, you've had a chance to kind of uh, you worked over across the street at the at the Department of Agriculture. You've uh, uh, worked down and uh, down the road a little ways with some other farm organizations. You've kind of had a I guess had some building blocks to put all this together. Yeah, I, I really feel like Ron. I've seen uh, I've seen the process around uh, uh, state and federal government kind of from all angles. I. Grew up in uh, Lincoln County, Oklahoma, and uh, went to Oklahoma State University, and was really, honestly, just kind of kind of there in college because that's what you do after high school, and 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 got really fortunate to have some of the right people in the OSU College of Agriculture there that point me in the right direction to Oklahoma City, and knew that had a background with a family that was involved in politics and agriculture, and uh, next thing you knew, I uh, uh, had some internships at Oklahoma Farmers Union and the Department of Agriculture, and the Department of Ag gave me a job, and. I worked there for about nine years for three different commissioners um, as a legislative liaison and associate commissioner, and that was really the opportunity of a lifetime. Uh, you know, over 400 employees uh, there, and following the uh, commissioner of agriculture, secretary of agriculture through all 77 counties, and get to learn the legislative process and 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 really learn Oklahoma agriculture and Oklahoma government um, from from the bottom to the top and. Uh, then went across to the west west side of Oklahoma City, worked for American Farmers Ranchers for about eight years, doing uh, doing.
doing government relations and membership development and policy development for them, and that was another opportunity to really travel the state and, and, and had an organization in, uh, in about uh, 75 out of our 77 counties. And so that was uh, – you really got to meet people and, 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 and learn how, uh, how a grassroots farming organization works. And then the stars aligned just right and came, came over to Farm Bureau a year ago uh, in the spring. And it's really been a dream come true working uh, with, for great board of directors, uh, great management team here at Farm Bureau, and, and uh, uh, appreciate all the opportunities we've had had to grow uh, here and uh, just ready to, uh, to, to, to get this pandemic in the rearview mirror so we can uh, um, uh, start mm-hmm. taking care of business in a, in a little more old-fashioned, face-to-face format. Now, one of the things i got to ask you, Steve, you've, if you've, been, you've obviously been, you mentioned, literally in every corner of the state. You know, where, where, where's the best dive for a good lunch that, that maybe people don't know too much about? Oh, there, there's uh, give me a one or two. I don't know. There's uh, as far as dive goes, it's it's kind of hard to beat. Uh, um, you know, a place that I, I would argue that not too many people have been to is the the little cafe there in uh, in Boy City uh, uh, on the on the main strip of town. There, that's a pretty good place when you want to talk about. I'm a big breakfast guy, and so mm-hmm. I think whether you're out there in in Boy City. Uh, and if, if you want to sneak in for lunch, I would take you to the other side of the state. And it's, it's not really a dive, but uh, Pete's Place over in Krebs, just outside <laughs> of McAllister. I think uh, yeah. if you have a, a, a good old-fashioned mm-hmm. Italian lunch there, uh, there's not much better than that. And then, then if, if you went to Blair, Oklahoma, for supper there at the uh, Backdoor Steakhouse, just north of Altus, south of Quartz Mountain, I think, uh, I think you can't beat the uh, – the, the stakes at the back door uh, in Blair. That's uh, that. That would be if you could move your way around the state. I, I would. I would tell you to do breakfast in Boise City, lunch in Krebs, and supper in Blair. I think you'd have to take uh, Senator Inhofe's plane to do all that. <laughs> well, I think <laughs> one day. I think maybe that's. We'll go ahead and 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 put in a call out for that. If the senator <laughs> needs somebody to show him around, we'll, we'll volunteer to do that. <laughs> Very good. Let's talk a little bit about uh, where where Farm Bureau is right now. You've uh, like like a. All agricultural organizations, you've had to uh, kind of jump in the uh, in the lifeboat here because of uh, of the pandemic, and uh, that, that's changed the way you've interacted with your membership. Uh, it's changed the way you've obviously interact with the state lawmakers. It's changed the way you're going to actually uh, have to meet this fall for your annual meeting. That's correct. This has, uh, you know, we uh, we joke about uh, 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 not knowing what's around the next corner, but really, it's it's, it's kind of not a joke. We've had to had to learn as we go through technology, through other things, through local ordinances, through 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 all sorts of changes of uh, this roller coaster ride of 2020. And we were very fortunate to get to have most of our August area meetings. I think we did. We typically do 11. We were able to get 10 of those accomplished this year. And some of them were very well attended, and some of them were fairly lightly attended. And uh, some of the places had, had new rules. Some of them we had to wear masks. It was, it was a little different everywhere. And, and so through that process, uh, we were able to, to, to continue some of the business of Farm Bureau. But uh, the board met in September and weighed some very tough decisions and, and a lot of factors and, and, and ultimately came to the, the – the decision that while we weren't able to gather in Norman like we have at the at the hotel there, we were going to continue business mostly through a virtual platform. However, uh, a, a lot of our members, um, whether they were 
unable or unwilling to necessarily participate in some of those online platforms, they might still come to a more regional, local meeting around them. And so we're going to offer, hopefully, a way for, for each person to access our, our business meeting in November, uh, whether you're at home uh, on your computer or your phone or or, or, or work, working, working some ground in the pasture, we'll, we'll, we'll be able to, if you've got a good Internet connection or a, a cell phone service, we, we'll get, get a way for you to log into that. But if you uh, aren't able to do that, we're going to offer uh, nine different district gatherings where we'll, we'll put it up on the screen for you and you can meet with folks in your area kind of to, to discuss a few of the issues and to prove some of our, our, our business uh, things that we needed to do per our bylaws. And so we're, along with that, we're not going to have our traditional resolutions process. Our counties are still meeting, many of them in, in a different format than they ever have done that, some of them with the s- smaller business meeting instead of the big banquet dinner and prizes, uh, some of them through the Zoom platform. Uh, and they're, they're going to send us their, their resolutions, uh, but the state committee um, won't, won't sort through those and that they won't be considered at the state convention. But the board will will read those. The public policy division will read those and use those as as somewhat of a guide for the next year. And then we'll we'll come back to those next year. But that was discussed at great length in our August area meetings about where our policy book was at. Uh, everybody was very supportive of the policies that we had. We had a lot of great deci- discussion and decisions about uh, about how to approach that on a on a county by county basis. And so. We're, we're excited to be getting that feedback in from our counties, and while we're not able to have the traditional set of meetings, we're, we're still going to, to overcome and, and, and adapt uh, to the situation we have. It's just it, it, it's disappointing uh, for all of us that right. we won't get to have that traditional um, uh, gathering of, of our members and, and really kind of the family reunion of Farm Bureau that so much of that, you know, Ron, you can't – you can't uh, you can't get on paper. You can't get uh, through technology. That just gathering a, a, as a family uh, has so much value, and that's that's a thing I think we all really miss. W- waving over Zoom isn't quite the same thing. Not 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 <laughs> nearly not nearly as special as that. Yeah, really. Uh, you know, you know, one thing that uh, I know that uh, uh, probably worked in your favor on your on your policy book is a lot of the things that maybe were, were going to be talked about and voted on in one form or fashion at the state legislature last year didn't happen because of the, they kind of ran out of time because of the, all the quarantines and all of that uh, over here at 23rd and Lincoln. That, that's exactly right. It, as we look at our priority issues for 2020, that, that, that after the last convention, the board uh, looked at, at the policy the members gave us and, and prioritized a handful of issues that, that we were to work on with the legislature. And if you look at, at a lot of those, uh, some of the property tax p- proposals, uh, uh, you know, support for a cooperative extension, a number of the of the things that we dealt with uh, in our priority issues, we weren't really able to to fully see to fruition at the legislature because they got so hamstrung by the by the shutdown. And so, I think that we'll be back in, in a similar fashion in, in the beginning of 2021. So, uh, I feel very confident that that the members have given us a, a really solid cornerstone policy. And I feel like that the board of directors does such a good job uh, and are so engaged in the process that, mm-hmm. that we can all work together 
and and we're proud of our field staff we're proud of our county presidents that that we we've really done a better job of trying to connect everyone on shorter notice this year through technology so that we can stay engaged with the legislature uh this next year and so we're we're very optimistic we know there's a number of challenges that 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 wait for us in the 2021 legislative session but Mm -hmm. we feel like we have the tools to take that on in in the guidance document that that our members and our board has laid out for us in the past i guess so Still to come as far as exactly what's going to happen, whether uh, uh, there'll be a uh, American Farm Bureau convention to uh, to uh, have Oklahoma's delegation go to or not, or it'll be virtual as well. And that that's something we we talk about with our federal partners quite a little bit. In fact, we we had a had a, a nice long Zoom chat with the AFBF staff and the other other state farm bureaus just today to discuss that. And really, they kind of laid out that 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 there's no there's no clear path forward on that. So really, they're 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 pursuing plans if they have to move that virtual, but that that can't, that has not the decision has not been made yet. Uh-huh. Um, we're we're going to figure out a way to to select some state delegates uh, that that it might be online, it, it might be in person. We we don't right. know that. Um, so many of the things with AFBF and our DC uh, congressional delegation have been electronically because you know Washington has really been shut down to the public in in, in large part. Uh, ever since March, you know, we didn't get to have our big uh, membership uh, trip in March. Uh, we had a couple of their smaller staff lobbying trips that got canceled because so many of the agencies, the offices, it, it, really weren't accepting outsiders. I think if you travel to Washington, D.C. today, uh, the, their mayor um, requires you to, to stay locked in your room for 14 days. So it's kind of hard to. To get up there and get back and do any meaningful business uh, when you have to. And with those Washington uh, room rates, boy, that would be expensive. I tell you what, I don't know anybody that can do that. And so we, you know, our our federal lobbying has really been remote, and so that's uh, that's a big challenge. But we we the the one good thing I'll say is I I do believe that we communicate closer with our our fellow state farm bureaus and Mm -hmm. the American Farm Bureau and really some of the congressional staff because. They, we've all had to work so much harder to stay in touch, and so that that's where we're at uh, as we go forward to the, you know t- typically held in January our American Farm Bureau gathering, and this year we were we're very excited to go to to Southern California. It, it's uh, it's it's such an interesting place to visit, as I know you know, Ron, and and uh, we're 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 not sure that that's going to get to happen, but we'll uh, we'll stay engaged with the the national organization, um, h- however however we have to. Right. Now, one thing that's going to happen, and you've been involved with it for a lot of years, March of 2021, uh, staff management, uh, leadership of the Oklahoma Youth Expo, they're saying, without a doubt, they're going to have an OYE for 2021. Absolutely. We're, we're very excited about that. I think that uh, the powers that be, uh, uh, Mr. Norvell and his crew said, we're marching on. Uh, we just, as you know, we just completed the Tulsa State Fair Livestock Show, and it was uh, it was a lot different. It was kind of rugged, but we we made it through that successfully. I, and we're 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 excited about uh, about the OIE in twenty twenty one. I think that one of the things that that we all hope for next year is that while we'll still have some some restrictions, some limitations, some changes that that we'll have figured out how how to how to meet the challenges that are in front of us. You know, it, as you know, whenever kind of the the world changed on us, we were all down there at the fairgrounds, and we were halfway through the show and. And nobody knew what was coming around the corner. I, I think we have our hands uh, around uh, the challenges a little bit better now than we did before. And so we're, we're excited to get back down to the state fairgrounds and, uh, and, and have a big show next year. Of course, uh, folks have a chance. A lot of times maybe they don't see you any other place, but uh, they see you there in the hog barn. 
I, hey, it's the place to be. You know, I, we joke about that. That's uh, you know, there there's a lot of a lot of good shows uh, there at, at at OIE and in Tulsa. But uh, if if you want to have fun, you, you come to the Hog Barn. That's you, you get to see. Uh, we have that's that's we have we have the most numbers of of animals and kids and parents and and we we undoubtedly have the most fun in the Hog Barn. So that's Dang. that's always a place to be. And of course, Roy Lee feeds you pork chop sandwiches. I mean, what? How, how can you beat that? It's the best food. You know, the, the, we've had uh, the governor and the lieutenant governor come join us uh, a number of times the last few years, and that's uh, that, that that's where everybody, where all the cool kids hang out, Ron. I know that uh, you've worked for the two groups that have really been uh, major players in supporting these young people for a lot of years. Uh, that continues to be a big big mission for Farm Bureau, obviously. A- absolutely. The the support of the youth livestock programs and, and other leadership development, whether it be FFA and 4-H, is uh, – is really, you know, for those of us in the public policy side, when you work with government officials and 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 regulatory stuff, it 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 can be difficult. It can be depressing, and and the the work that we get to do with the kids and 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 the youth leadership programs that's really helps recharge all of our batteries. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's a thing that you 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 get caught too much in the news cycle. It's pretty depressing. But I I challenge you to go to any of the uh, of the youth events that that we're involved in that that our friends with FFA and 4-H put on. And I promise you, you, you'll leave those thinking that, hey, that the future, there is hope for the future yet. And, and, and I'm proud of the commitment that, that Thad and Rod and our board has made to that and continue to make to allow us the opportunity to, to, to give back to those. And, and, and as I mentioned, we're, we're, we're preparing to wrap up the Tulsa State Fair Livestock Show premium sale. And I know how engaged our staff has been at, in a difficult year mm-hmm. making sure that, that all of those kids – we're taking care of, and I think uh, um, the the last numbers I saw is somewhere around 118 different kids that, that we were able to make contributions to uh, at, through that that different you know online right. uh, premium sale, and so we're, we work really hard to spread that money around because it, it has been such a challenge uh, as compared to anything else we've ever dealt with, and so but you know those kids only have so many opportunities to go through. Go through the uh, the show ring and, and 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 participate in that sale, and so we want to make sure they all have a positive experience. You mentioned Thad Thad Duell, of course. Uh, I guess you might call him Mr. Protein Stick. He's had such an impact uh, uh, on uh, asking and helping those kids uh, make donations of their animals, and they've turned into a valuable tool for uh, the food banks uh, for both the here uh, in central Oklahoma as well as eastern Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, Ron. I, the the work that that has done for years and years with that program, and that that Holly Carroll has taken over now, is is just is just tremendous. And and I see the miles that 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 put on picking up pigs, taking them to the processor, the partnership that he's built with the with the food bank, with the FFA Association, with the Port Council. That's just such a tremendous uh, a program, uh, you know. That sometimes the, the 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 commodity market for those show pigs is 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 not not nearly what we would like for it to be. It, it's right. such a good use of those. Uh, it's such a good thing for the kids to learn about, and and it goes to such a great cause, uh, uh, producing a little bit of protein for those kids that the food bank works with. And so we're really proud of that. And and it, it I'm always amazed and humbled to see what that has done to build that through the year and the amount of time and, and truly miles that he's put on uh, as we as we travel the state for our August area meetings. Um, Dad and Rod and I wrote, rode to most of those together, and, and as we were going through any little town here or there talking about somebody, 
every time Thad knew where every community and state was, and 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 Evelyn was. Well, I went and picked up a pig there. I mean, he he's been he's been to. I promise you, there are places that no nobody else has heard of, and Thad knew right where it was. Well, he's picked up a pig there, and so uh, he's got a truck and trailer uh, everywhere in the state uh, to to help out our show kids and uh, and to help out the food bank and and the great mission that it serves. Indeed. Good note to end on. Steve, thank you for your time today. Steve Thompson talking with us from the Public Policy Division of Oklahoma Farm Bureau. Uh, we've been on the road to rural prosperity, Steve, and we thank you for joining us today. And we thank you for, for listening in, and we'll see you down the road. Thanks for joining us for today's Road to Rural Prosperity podcast. You can join the conversation about how rural Oklahoma can prosper by looking for us on Facebook. And you can find our growing number of conversations on our website, ruralprosperityok.com. The Road to Rural Prosperity podcast series is a production of the Radio Oklahoma Ag Network and oklahomafarmreport.com. Proud to be a part of the family of the Funk Companies.